0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shalmans here in Smithtown. Once again, I'm back in my home recording space, uh, this week not joined by my furry co-host Slade. Uh, he is off uh, protecting his mama, doing his uh, his big mission that I tell him all the time. Uh, but I am joined with me, another furry co-host, my cat Bella, is in the room with me, so if you hear of a sudden something take off running that's Bella (laughs) but nonetheless let's get to what we wanted to talk about today so in terms of what I wanted to talk about today I wanted to think about um, a mindset that we want to break Right, basically a way of thinking that I think is detrimental to everybody and is extraordinarily common See if you want to guarantee failure for somebody, we can't guarantee success, of course, but we can guarantee failure. And the absolute positive, surest way to guarantee failure is to not even try in the first place, right? We know that. That kind of makes sense. What that brings me to is an important thought. Right? And the thought goes like this. Doubt ...kills more dreams than failure ever will. Once again, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. So, if we understand that, then we have to take a bit of a thought here and figure out um, why. Why? Where, Where did it come from? The answer is very simple. I believe the greatest fear that we have as human beings... I know that uh, when it comes to things such as public speaking, they're pretty high on the list. But I think the thing that we dread the most as human beings is failure. So let's take a step back to take a step forward here. So I think the greatest, we know the greatest critic that we have is ourselves. Right? No one's harder on you than yourself. Think about it. The thing that keeps you up at night, that little thought that you have when you're getting ready to drift off to bed and suddenly you remember something absolutely ridiculous that you said in third grade that nobody else remembers but you. I think that's proof of concept that, again, no one else knows or even remembers that that, that little bit of talking besides you. But nonetheless, it can keep us up at night. I know that happens to me every now and again. But additionally, to being our own hardest critic, to remembering some of our own lowlights, you know, the opposite of highlights, the other thing that we can do is be the greatest source of our own self, of our own doubt, of of doubting of our abilities. I mean, most people we're going to interact with on a daily basis, friends, family members, etc., If they're the right, if they're the right people, if they're the people you want to surround yourself with, they don't doubt you. Right? They know what you're capable of. In fact, they may believe you're more capable than even you realize. You know, I think we, as someone who has the pleasure of mentoring people, that's something I see all the time. Where I believe in a person, sometimes even more than they do. Like I see greatness in them. I, I see. An ability in them, or I see um, a quality in them that they don't even see in their self. Then that's that's a really important concept in terms of mentorship is being able to see the potential that is there. But when it comes to ourselves, sometimes it's very difficult to turn that light inward, and it's a very difficult concept to take. Uh, That same ability to see positivity in others and turn it inward because if there's anybody Who can be the most convincing? Doubter of our abilities. It's us. I mean think about I don't know about you guys If somebody tells me I can't do something if somebody tells me I don't have the ability I'm not good enough or whatever not only does it aggravate me and insult me a little bit but it fires me up. As soon as someone tells me they don't think I can do something or that I'm not very good at it, I'm like, I'll show them. (laughs) You know, and and this works. It obviously can be detrimental at times. But, obviously it can be detrimental at times. But, more importantly, it can... It can lead me to the path of improvement, right? Like if, if I'm watching back myself do commentary on one of the fight cards that I've done commentary on for Flex Fights, right? Mrs. Sensei will say, oh, you know, did you hear this? And you heard you said this or this. And I, my, my first instinct is, well, I'm just going to show you. I'm going to do it way better next time. I'm going to show you why I'm doing it. You know, my instinct is is to say, well, like, okay, I'm realizing these are the mistakes I'm making you know, watch in a month when I get to do it again and watch how much better it gets. That's always my way of thinking. On the other hand, when the doubt or the criticism comes from me, about me, it always hits hard. And it always hits much harder than other people's criticism. And, And the same I think holds true for most people. I think as soon as you think poorly of yourself or your abilities, or your capabilities, or whatever, I think you are sure to kill y- y- your progress. Like I said, we can never guarantee success, but the surest way to never see success to be a failure is to never even try. And this is this is the greatest uh, limitation that we can have on our abilities, is that, that bit of self doubt. Now, th- there's an old. You guys probably, hopefully, have all seen Home Alone, and there's a scene in Home Alone too, right? when the car- When uh, Macaulay Culkin's character is talking about how, you know, he asked for a new pair of rollerblades for Christmas. So he asked his parents for his brand new rollerblades. And he got them, and they were absolutely beautiful, and they were really nice. But, you know, he was really nervous that he was going to mess them up. He was really nervous that he was going to fall. And, uh, you know, he wore them around his room a couple of times. But he never took them out uh, and and actually, like, rode them. Actually, like, took them out and rode, and rode them like they were supposed to be ridden. But the next time, when he finally got up the courage to do it, He had outgrown them. And it's a perfect adage for what happens in life. An opportunity comes up for a person. And, you know, maybe it's just an opportunity to do something potentially fun. Not even an opportunity to take a chance on a job or something like that, or an opportunity to take someone on a date, or something that serious. It could just be an opportunity to try something new, fun, and exciting. But then, doubt creeps into that person's head. And that doubt, that little inner monologue, convinces them, hmm, I can't do that. Oh, oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's such a big deal. Because what has that person done? They completely guaranteed that they'll never achieve that thing. That they'll never uh, go in on that cool experience. And though I believe it's, it's definitely a thing in life where we can regret things that we did I'm you know I have this discussion all, all the time with one of my loved ones when we talk about regrets they think that re- they, they their opinion is that regrets mean you spend time thinking about this thing and oh it's so bad I, I disagree I disagree that my way of thinking is when that memory comes up that, you say, okay, that, that was something I regret. I wish I had learned that lesson without having to do that. So I think the biggest types of regrets, though, are not the things we did do, but rather the things we didn't. The opportunities we had to try something that we never followed through on. All right? I'll give you an example. One of the earliest episodes of this podcast, episode 7 of this podcast, I got to interview someone who was a legend in the sport of mixed martial arts, a, you know, big time trainer, uh, athlete himself, Dwayne Bang Ludwig. And uh, it was all because Mrs. Mrs. Sensei encouraged me to send a tweet. She said, Bonnie, you tweet him and see if he'll be on your podcast since we're going to be out there visiting family. I was like, he'll never do my podcast. She's like, send the tweet. What is it, What does it hurt? And man, am I glad that I did. And how much would I regret it if I had found out that he was so super cool that he had done some, uh, somebody else's podcast and all they had to do was ask. Right. What did it cost me? That one tweet. What did the tweet cost me? Seconds. And now I have this super cool experience. Um, I made that super cool connection. And I, I found a great place to go and train when I'm out visiting my family out in Colorado. Nonetheless... I think when it comes to the things that our self-doubt limits us on, I think those can be our greatest regrets. You know, I, I hear it from parents very frequently about martial arts training for themselves. Like, oh, I wish I should have gotten into it when I was younger, as though they are too old to start now. What are they doing, really? They're doubting themselves. And again, I want to go back to where that doubt comes from. That doubt comes a place of fear, a fear of failure, but what we lose sight of is we fear failing at something. But by letting it be in our zeitgeist, by having it in our our mind, and then not even trying it, we guaranteed failure. You did fail, right, because what is failure if not the opposite of success? Well, were you successful? No, you were the opposite. You never even tried. All right? So if we understand that really self-doubt, its origins, are from a place of fear, then we have to extrapolate backwards. All right? If we whittle the problem down to its core component, which is fear, fear of failure, that we fear not being able to accomplish whatever it is we're setting our sights on, Okay, we've got that now. Now, we have to answer the other question. How do we deal with that fear? And I think the answer is fairly simple. In answer anyway, not in execution. And that is, do difficult things. Because the more time you spend doing difficult things, the less fear of failure that you will have. There's an old quote, when you know the way broadly, you can see it in all things. In other words, if you know how to get good at one thing, you know how to get good at everything, because the ma- the mantra, the path, is very similar for getting better at anything. But the lessons that we learn along the way are really the thing that are applicable to everything. Right? The difficulty comes in humbling ourselves to being a beginner again, which we'll talk about, for sure. But, nonetheless, thinking about the idea of exposing ourselves to those difficult things, the more time we spend doing difficult things, the less intimidating other difficult things are. I'll give you an example. All right. These days, I snowboard. Not well, but decently. And I did not start snowboarding until my later 20s. Well, how did that happen? Simple. Mrs. Sensei and I got together. She was a snowboarder. I wasn't. She was like, okay, I'll teach you. Now, snowboarding can be a very frustrating thing to learn because you can spend a lot of time with your butt or your face in the snow. Something martial arts taught me early and often not balance, not coordination. Instead, the ability to look at the little things we're doing, to look at every little thing, every little detail in a move, break it down, figure it out, figure out how to do it. Not that I was going to get it perfect right then and there, but really it taught me a way to go about learning the aspects of physical skills. So I was able to apply that model to snowboarding and I was able to keep my balance and and get myself down the mountain. Again, not well, but I think a little quicker than most people do, simply because of that that way of thinking. And that's happened over and over and over again in my life with all sorts of physical skills. And I also think it's why people who are high-level athletes in certain things, tend to learn other athletics really quickly. Similarly, people who learn academics really quickly in one or two subjects generally tend to pick up the academics of other subjects fairly quickly, especially if there's crossover. For example, if you're a a person that learns history really quickly, obviously memorization and retention of for lack of a better word, trivia, type of knowledge is extraordinarily important when it comes to history. Okay, great. That means anything else that's going to pull from that same skill set, you're going to have a much easier time learning. Okay. So now, let's again take a couple of steps back in order to redirect this back towards self-doubt. So in other words, all right, we talked about doing difficult things. The thing I want us to consider is what comes out of doing those difficult, those difficult things. You are learning the way broadly. In other words, you're learning how to get good at stuff, how to do those difficult things. And the more time we spend doing those difficult things, the more time we spend outside of our comfort zone, the more time we spend making ourselves Be a beginner again and learning those frustrations and so forth, the less intimidating those frustrations become. And the less intimidating the idea of failure becomes. Because failure is only a foregone conclusion if you don't try. However, failure is something that can be a way of the past if we simply have the mindset to stick with something long enough to get it. But again, that ability comes from how often we do difficult things so that being said we got to think about what comes from those difficult things well it's simple what comes from those difficult things is similar to what i described in my martial arts journey there is the skill to persevere because perseverance is in and of itself a skill. It's a practice skill. It's like a muscle you have to build it. Right? And you can't build it if you don't work it. Right? You can't expect a person to be able to write in cursive if they don't spend time practicing cursive. Right? We can't expect a person to be able to communicate with somebody in its in a second or third language if they don't spend time practicing that language. Right. Case in point, I, years ago when I was in my sensei school, we were in a very highly Hispanic area. And I paid really good attention in junior high school, high school, and college. So I spoke Spanish pretty well at that point. And I was able to speak conversationally. I was able to have conversations in Spanish. I even instructed a few students in Spanish. However, now, 15 years later, I don't use my Spanish nearly as much as I used to. So I'm out of practice at a skill. That would be like not doing difficult things. And then what would I do when faced with difficult things? Well, I wouldn't have the skill polished. I could try to fudge my way through it, but it's not going to work as well as when I polished the skill. So if we understand that, do we understand why it's so important to go through difficult things? right? To push yourself through things that are tough, to learn tough things, to really see where your limits and your capabilities lie. It's one of the reasons I think everybody needs to do physical exercise, not only for the health benefits. Yes, of course, it's extraordinarily important that we take care of our health and exercise on a regular basis. But the much more important part that comes from exercising on a regular basis is the toughness of it is the fact that to really exercise, to really push yourself like you should, to really get the progress that you should, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. You have to go through the mental hurdle of doing that difficult thing, of getting in for that workout, and then pushing yourself through it. And then when you do that, this beautiful thing happens. You build a skill. You build the skill to continually push yourself through adversity. And what is doubt, if not adversity? Doubt is the qu- the first form of adversity. It's the first step. Right? We know the journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. Well, the path to progress, the path to improvement, begins on the other side of that self-doubt. And we'll never make it there without the first step if we don't first defeat that doubt. Now, I think doubt and bravery are similar. In that, when it comes to bravery, it's not the absence of fear, but rather the ability to act in spite of the fear. And I think someone's heart or their perseverance or their non-quitting spirit or their self-confidence, their confidence in their abilities, whatever you want to call it, I think it comes, right? Just like a muscle like we discussed. Just by very simply, them going out there and doing. The more you do it, the more you face difficulty, the easier it becomes for you to face further difficulty, and the less difficulty scares you. And that's the thing. It's all we're talking about. That doubt, it's intimidation, it's fear. And the easiest way to face a fear is to the easiest way to rather, excuse me, the easiest way to cure a fear is to face it. Well, if you fear failure, do tough things. Do tough exercise. Learn a new physical skill. Teach yourself a skill. Why? Because when you know the way broadly, you can see it in all things. And you'll learn exactly what you're capable of. You'll see how quickly you learn things, how fast you can retain things, all these type of things. You'll learn everything you need to know to assure yourself that you can do it that you can do anything you set your mind to. And the more that you test that theory, that you can do whatever you set your mind to, the more you will set your mind to, and the more you'll achieve from it. So that's all I have for you guys this week. As always, you can reach me via email, SenseiLeonelli at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Sensei underscore Leonelli. Find me on Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tiger smithtown. You can see us on Instagram and Twitter at tsmma underscore smithtown. You can find more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. Uh, you can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can find a link tree to everything I am connected to Uh, on my Instagram at sensei underscore leonelli. Please make sure you guys subscribe, get your new episodes every Wednesday. Make sure you leave a rate and review. just helps. And share the podcast, especially if you know somebody who's been dealing with a ton of doubt. So to that end, my friends, until next time, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.